With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. It's Friday, May 21st, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoinsey, the Indians are home after an off day. They open up a weekend series against the Minnesota Twins. Should be beautiful weather down at the ballpark all weekend. And uh, the Indians are catching the Twins at what seems to be a, a pretty good time. Uh, Minnesota really struggling. Uh, they just split a doubleheader in Anaheim and had to fly all the way across the country to, to be in Cleveland for this uh, this weekend series. Uh the, the Twins are struggling uh, both at home and on the road right now. Uh, what what can we look forward to in this series that uh, gets underway tonight with Tristan McKenzie on the mound? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Twins, uh, two-time uh, AL Central champs the last two years. You know, a lot of people picked them to repeat or, you know, be right in this thing uh, with uh, Chicago and the Indians. And, uh, you know, they had that COVID outbreak on the West Coast. And they really haven't recovered from that, Joe. It's just uh, really struggling. Uh, uh, I, uh, you know, Kenta Maeda, who, you know, was their ace last year. Uh, you know, it looks maybe the league has caught up to him or, or whatever. But, it, you know, they are struggling. And, uh, you know, Terry Francona always talks about, you know, at different parts of the season, you catch teams, at di- you know, in different states of, uh, you know, in, in competitiveness and uh, the Indians, like you said, may be catching the twins at the right time here. Well, and I, I remember back to when the Indians uh, welcomed in the Yankees uh, in earlier in this season yeah. and the Yankees were a team that was struggling. And by the time they, uh, they left town, uh, things had, had sort of been righted by, uh, by the Yankees. So uh, I don't know. It, yeah. All that makes sense, but uh, this is still a, a twins lineup that can, can hurt you and can do damage. Uh, Nelson Cruz Jr. I believe is a, a home run away from uh, becoming a top 50 home run guy all time. I think he's, uh, I, I forget who he's, he's going to uh, move past in the, on the list, uh, but he's, he's going to move into the top 50 all time in home runs uh, after the next one he hits. Uh, and, you know, they've still got Josh Donaldson, whether or not he's fully recovered from whatever, uh, calf injury he's guy he's always suffering from but they've been bitten by the the injury bug Byron Buxton out with a, a hip strain uh for, for the last couple of weeks and at the time he was playing like uh the best player in baseball he was a you know hitting everything hitting for power and you know always plays a good defense uh it they still have pieces that can do damage and hurt you 
they just haven't been able to put together anything and sustain uh, a run here in the early part of the season. Yeah, and that's really, you know, unlike them, uh, you know, last year they had that solid pitching, uh, good bullpen, um, you know, and, and a dangerous offense. I mean, you know, they were two years, what, a year removed from being the Bamba squad, and they had a lot of the same guys that were hitting balls out of the park. And, uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, it's a different club. Uh, we'll see what happens. And, um, and the Indians have McKenzie going, which is will be an interesting test for him. He's, you know, it's time for him to kind of get straightened out and uh, give the, start giving the Indians some productive and, and consistent innings, don't you think, Joe? Yeah, over under today at uh, three and a half, Tristan McKenzie walks. Are you taking the over or are you taking the under? Oh, boy. <laughs> I, got, I picked a good number, didn't I? Yeah, that's because he what is last time I looked, he was leading the American League, leading all of baseball in walks. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, twenty, I think twenty-five walks, twenty-eight walks, something like that. And he's so, right around uh, like four and a half a game. So yeah, so I, you know, I would take. <laughs> I'm going to be kind to Tristan. I think he, you know, he gets his head together here, and uh, I'm going to take the under. Or maybe, or maybe he's just not around long enough to, to yeah, yeah. walk that many. Who knows? Uh, yeah, it, that that is that's how you're going to determine whether or not he had a strong outing is if he, he gets through and you know doesn't walk more than he strikes out or you know can can manage to give you any sort of length because that's what the Indians are looking for. They've got uh, still as of as of uh, one o'clock this afternoon they still have uh, John Carlos Mejia on the roster. Uh, they haven't made a move there. We'll we'll see what uh, what transpires if they make a move, if they add a bat, if they uh, are are confident enough to do that, or if they stick with nine arms in the 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 bullpen like they've had for the last uh, you know couple of days or so. Uh, but again, the the roster construction as it is right now, maybe that also depends on whether or not Jordan Luplo uh, has has felt any better over the last couple of days. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Luplo uh, working with, you know, kind of trying to work around that uh, left ankle, uh, sprained left ankle. Uh, Mejia is up. Uh, we don't know exactly what his role is going to be. I guess they added him to, uh, you know, the team in uh, in Anaheim, and it's, you know, they had to fly him across country to get there and to protect the bullpen. And, uh, you know, so I think I would think they'd want to get him a start or not a start, an appearance if they could. But maybe you're right, Joe. Maybe they make a move before this series or maybe there's, you know, Terry Francona is still concerned with McKenzie going and having another short start that they can uh, piggyback uh, Mejia right in after him. Well, and they did that. They brought him across country and, and sat him on the day that he was scheduled to pitch anyways which I thought was kind of a weird move. Uh, you know, if he was scheduled to pitch that day in Columbus anyhow, you know, you might have looked at somebody else instead of bring, uh, to, to bring him along. Uh, but that's, you know, that's the move they made. He's now with the club, and he could probably, you know, piggyback on after, after McKenzie today and then maybe head right back down. Who knows? Uh, yeah, that's that, what that I'm could be an option as well. It, we'll. We'll find out in a few hours if they're, if they're set on making a move or not. Uh, Owen Miller, uh, another possibility to to bring up a bat maybe and, and stick in the lineup, but uh, we we'll we'll talk a little bit about that later as we get into some questions here. So uh, yeah, that's the the series opens tonight at the ballpark, and uh, we'll be down there uh, to cover it. it's quick quick home series, and then they turn around and head out to Detroit for next week. So uh, we'll 
we'll keep an eye on on things this weekend. Uh, how about what, what do you say we have we we jump into some questions here, Hoinsy? We haven't uh, we haven't taken questions from our subtext subscribers in a while, and I know yeah we put out a, a call for a hey Hoinsy, so uh, we'll uh, we'll jump in here and answer some of these, and and some of these might make it into print for uh, your next edition of Hey Hoinsy uh, online. All right, let's go with uh, Chris from Canfield. He says, hey, Hoinsey, I'd like to see the Indians acquire a veteran starter to stabilize the rotation. We have a team uh, that can compete based on a solid bullpen and some timely late inning hitting. Uh, but we should be trying to develop a, a, or should we be trying to develop Scott Moss or Eli Morgan or Francisco Mejia for the future? Uh, he believes Cal Quantrill is the best option. And maybe they need to send him to Columbus to get, uh, get stretched out for a few starts. We have a deep bullpen. So Chris says, what about adding a veteran starter to the rotation? You know, I, I you know, I think that's, you know, that would be, uh, you know, right now from the outside looking in, that's the, uh, the, the big hole in this rotation, you know, a veteran guy, an Adam Plutko like guy. Um, and uh, I just think those guys are hard to find right now, Joe. And, and in, in, in comparison, you know, these guys, the Indians aren't going to take in on, on any salary. We know that. So they're not going to get a, a number two or number three starter here. You, you know, and who, whoever you bring back, you're going to, you already have the equivalent of in, in uh, Henkes, you know, McKenzie, uh, even uh, maybe Moss, maybe, uh, you know, uh, uh, the other kid, uh, Eli Morgan, those, you know, you, so I don't know, you know, I don't know if that's possible right now. Right. You know, I, it's funny that you bring up Adam Plutko because it's like, they had a guy like a Plutko. They had Plutko, who was yeah. an innings eater. He was a guy who gave you a few innings and kept you in a ball game. And I, I think they're they're probably looking at that move to to the, that they had to release him at the time. And you know, and it's it was really it was a choice between what Trevor Steppen and having to keep him for a year uh, on the roster or uh, Adam Plutko. And the the decision was made to let Plutko go. I think uh, the way things have shaken out with the, the last couple of spots in the rotation, I think they would love to have Plucko right now just to, to be able to put in that four or five spot. And at least every fourth or fifth day, you'd know he'd give you five innings. He'd get through some innings and, and, and eat up some, some you know, at-bats. Uh, uh, it's, it's just tough the way that it worked out. But, yeah, I, I don't see them adding uh, any, any, any situation where they have to add payroll. That's definitely not going to happen. Yeah, and uh, you know the thing with Plutko is they made the decision at the end of spring training that he wasn't going to make the club. And yes, he was out of options, but he wasn't making much more than you know a uh, you know he wasn't making a whole lot of money. He was I don't he wasn't even making you know I think he was making he wasn't even making over a million dollars. I don't yeah. think he, or maybe you know less than two million at least. So it it, it wasn't a money decision. This was a, a competitive decision that we're we're going young. You know, Plutko, you know, uh, we, you know, we, we want to develop these other pitchers and we we can move on. And, uh, you know, sometimes yeah, if, those decisions come back to bite you. If they, if they weren't holding a spot on the roster for Trevor Steffen for the entire year, trying to get him through this uh, Rule 5 situation, I, I think, you know, maybe Plutko would have been the option there and they, they that yeah, that could have happened. But you also had Cal Quantrill, who I think they looked at as a, 
a, a very similar sort of role and situation uh, it, uh, in terms of a guy who could give you a little length out of the bullpen if that's where they were going to start Plutko off. Because you remember at the time they had McKenzie and Logan Allen as the, the four and five right. star. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. There's a question. A question from Mike in Texas. Uh, Mike, hey, Paul, obviously, or hey, Paul, it's hey, Hoinsey. Mike, come on, you got to get the program here. Uh, hey, Hoinsey, obviously, after the no-hitter, Corey Kluber's contract with the Yankees looks really good. Uh, now that more revenue is going to come in with fans in the stadium, do you think the Indians could afford to bring him back on a similar contract? Also, do you think he would have liked to come back to Cleveland if given the opportunity? Uh you know, that's a great question. I do, I do not think uh, Corey Kluber's coming back to Cleveland at, at, you know, next year, anytime this year. And uh, I, I think that boat had sailed, really, when uh, they traded him to Texas. You know, Kluber had been here a long time. Uh, they, they, I don't think they, you know, when they, when they went to, uh, when Kluber was thrown, having a workouts at, during the offseason last year, the, the showcase workouts, I'm not sure the Indians – you know, sent a scout there to watch him. I just think he was not on their radar that they had been there, done that. And uh, they wish Corey well. And, uh, but he wasn't, he wasn't a factor in, in coming back, you know, them, I, I, he wasn't, he wasn't going to come back here at the end of, after, yeah, after, I, I, the, after the trade. I do believe they did have a scout at one of his, at, at his workout, oh, yeah. but, but um, I'm, I'm sure that that, you know, they, they weren't looking at him necessarily for, you know, a $10 million contract for sure. Uh, and, and yeah, he's, it was great to see him pitch that no hitter. I, I think everybody in the Indians organization is pulling for him, is rooting for him. They love Corey Kluber, who he is as a person. Uh, like you said, I think they made the decision probably when they traded him that, you know, he might be, he might be on the downside of everything. He's, he's showing that that's not the case. He's, he's starting to win games for the Yankees, and, and that's great. I don't, I don't think the Indians 
they they have a, a history of sort of walking away from from somebody like that. It, it, even even Brian Shaw, you know, they when they when they didn't re-sign Brian Shaw, it looked to me like you know they thought, okay, well we got what we got out of him. Let somebody else, you know, pay him now. And I I, I think that's the case here. I don't I don't see them paying for uh, a Corey Kluber in the future, and I don't think Corey Kluber would be willing to come back here. Yeah, because, I mean, Kluber has established his value, you know, one year at 11 million for the Yankees. Uh, if he continues to pitch like this, and, you know, the no hitter is kind of, uh, you know, an, an exact, you know, exclamation point. But if he has continues to pitch well for them, maybe they resign him or yeah, so, you know, he, is, he establishes himself on the market for, as an $11 million pitcher. Well, so what's the, what's the landing spot for him then if he, if he does that? You know, could he wind up in? say Houston or something, even that, you know, that, that's the, the thing for me is like, now he's going to be in a position where he can pick and choose where he wants to go based on, on this performance. If he remains healthy, Uh, I could see him landing either back, like you said, with New York or, or in a place like a Houston closer to home, uh, you know, someplace where he'd, he'd feel comfortable. Yeah. And, you know, he'd come, He's at the stage of his career now. I don't think he's going to sign another long-term deal. He's almost like a hired gun now. You know, any team that's a contender, you sign Corey Kluber for one year with an option, something like that, and uh, you know he takes you, helps, hopefully takes you to the promised land or helps you. All right. All right. Uh, here's one from Bill in St. Pete. Uh, he says, "Hey Hoinsey, how about a first baseman that's uh, available for rent on the on the open market?" Uh, available at a reasonable dollar. Uh, this guy's fantasy, Bill's fantasy is to to trade for Anthony Rizzo uh, for a short-term lease. I, I don't know if Anthony Rizzo is available. I don't know if the Cubs are are in a position to be selling right now, but uh, a veteran first baseman on the market, is, is there anything out there that the Indians could, could possibly look at? You know, I th- well, I, you know, who knows? You know, they didn't go after Pujols, obviously. You know, that he was a guy that obviously was out there. Uh, you know, they they wanted nothing to do with him. They 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 want to develop their younger players. That's what they said. Now, if they get closer to, you know, the July thirty first trading deadline, they're in contention. Maybe that changes. But um, with uh, Rizzo, I mean. He's making a lot of money, isn't he? I, I, I'm not sure what kind of salary he's making. And, I, you know, you've heard that, you know, the Cubs are rebuilding and, and uh, trying to make moves and, and you yeah, know, willing and- to trade big names. So maybe that's possible. But I, I don't I don't I don't see the fit here. I, you know, yeah, I know they I, need obviously the need is there. But but is is. Are they really going to go after Anthony Rizzo? I, I, right. Yeah. I, I don't see them doing something like that. And I don't see the the. the the amount of prospect capital that you would have to give up in order to get an Anthony Rizzo would probably, you know, be a lot more than what the Indians are, are willing to part with too. So yeah, Anthony Rizzo uh, signed through the end of this season at 16 and a half million this year, uh, free agent next year. So uh, yeah, again, the, the numbers might not necessarily work. Uh, the Indians would probably uh, have to, you know, uh, trade for Anthony Rizzo and, you know, uh, you know, some sort of cash situation to work out uh, the rest of that, that contract. Yeah. I mean, what, what that be, you know, usually you end up paying like half the contract. So that's 8 million or 
you know, uh, you give up a, be- yeah. a better prospect. You give yeah, up a bigger and the, prospect so that they the Cubs, pay half the contract. Yeah, the Cubs would, you know, absorb more than that. So, um, you know, interesting, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't see it happening. I, I just, yeah. I just don't see that. Well, that's what this is for, Hoinsey, for uh, our subtext users to go ahead and, and throw out crazy scenarios, and we give them reasons why they would or would not work. <laughs> All right, last one. We'll we'll wrap up with this. Uh, Patrick, uh, he say, he uh, he writes, hey, Hoinsey, the Owen Miller watch has started. My question is this, where would he play? Would he be a replacement for Yu Chang as a utility? If so, would he play that much as a replacement player? Who do you feel would be most likely to be replaced? Wow, that's a great. Uh, you, know, you, you should have this answer ready to go right now. This is the, <laughs> this is the hot one. Come on. I mean this this could be you know I mean first base. I, I would think you'd you'd want to play Owen Miller at first base for either you know Bowers or Chang. Chang has had a you know really a tough go of it. Uh, you know uh, so maybe he could fit in at first base. He could be the help you at, at shortstop, be the backup shortstop. Uh, so, um, yeah, that, that's, I see that, you know, that kind of fit there. If, you know, if the move, if that's the move they make. Well, we know that the Indians are, are not going to be making a move today before the opener of the series. Uh, we, we just found out that there will be no roster moves as of today. That doesn't mean there won't be a roster move before Saturday's game, but we'll find out, uh, you know, probably after the game. Uh, yeah, I think if you're going to call up Owen Miller right now, this weekend, it's Miller for Chang. Chang goes down. Miller comes in and plays uh, against left-handers at first base and backs up shortstop for Ahmed Rosario. I think those are the two. The the obviously you don't need a, a backup at third base or second base. Those guys play every day. And Owen right. Miller can, can be a, a late-inning replacement. You can move Rosario out to center field in a situation when you want to keep his bat in the game uh, and, and, and you pinch hit for somebody. Uh, I think it, it's just a matter of when are they willing to start the clock on Owen Miller. Yeah, and what, you know, has he, has he done everything he can do in, in the minors? And are, are you hurting his development by bringing him in here and, and sitting him on the bench and playing, what, twice a week, whatever, or, you know, getting 10 at-bats a week, whatever? Whatever it is, well, the guy, the, the guy's hitting four seventy nine. I don't, I don't know uh, right now because he's playing every be, day too. Yeah, it, it also could be the fact that the guys that the, the pitchers that he's facing and the teams that he's facing, he's been facing pretty much every day since. Yeah, uh, they, you know, they, it, they, the same four teams that they've been playing every day. So they play six game series, right? They right they, exactly yeah. they, they, so, advantage <laughs> Owen Miller. I mean, he's he's burning yeah. through the bullpen, you know all week long, I guess, is, uh, is what's going on. So, uh, all right, well, we'll, we'll keep an eye on uh, the moves the Indians are making. And uh, that was, that was good. That was good to get back in with, boy, the questions have, have really improved lately. And uh, the, the subtext questions have, have really come through. Uh, you guys did great. Uh, we will have to, to bring this back as a regular, maybe a mailbag Friday uh, such yeah. a situation here uh, at, uh, as we move forward on the, the season. That was, Great questions by our uh, subscribers. Keep it up, guys. Uh, Hoinsey, we'll uh, we'll check back in from the ballpark this weekend and, and talk to you again Monday on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe.